Yeah, g'day and welcome to The Fen, proudly brought to you by George's Fine Meats, Cherry Brook and Five Star Real Estate. Horsey with you alongside this man, the great rugby league legend from the Tigers, the Blues, the Kangaroos. Gary Jack, how are you? G'day, Horsey. How are you, mate? Great to, great to be here. Um, exciting round of footy again. There's only, what, five five weeks to go and teams are struggling for the top four and the top eight and there's lots to play for on the weekend. Oh, there sure is. And I was at a... A game that meant plenty on the weekend. The Eels-Dragons match, not so much for the Dragons, but certainly for Parramatta. They had to win, and we'll talk about that game a bit later. But um, on that day, Jimmy, a great occasion. John Money and Tim Manor, both given life membership of the Eels, two of uh, two of Parramatta's best. Fantastic. I wasn't aware of that. Well, that's great for John Money and Tim Manor. Parramatta legends. Well, Money was a great coach there back in the 80s, and, and Wigan as well. Uh, and what he mm. He took the length to two prem- two premierships as, as a coach. Mm. At Parramatta, he had one in 1986. 1986, he had one eighty-three as well. But no, a fantastic clubman and, and Tim Manor, you know, heart and soul of Parramatta for a number of years. Yeah, I looked up Timmy Manor's stats before I went out there and um, 233 games. It had him down for 57 field goals. So I'm not sure if... Uh... <laughs> I'm not sure if Timmy's uh, doctored his own Wikipedia page to try and get that life membership, but uh, yeah, I don't remember him slotting too many field goals, old Timmy Manor, no, back in the day. No. Let's no. let's move along, Jimmy. Five star five from the weekend. Let's kick it off with uh, this one. Ryan Pappenhausen back on the field after 384 days, I believe, uh, playing for yeah. the Sunshine Coast Falcons in the Queensland Cup. Gee, mate, if he can get himself back to full fitness, what a weapon, what an X-factor, wild card, whatever you want to call it, mm. for Craig mm. Bellamy at the back end of this season. Mm. Yeah, there's no doubt that if he can come back, like he was you know, the top two fullbacks of the game before he hurt himself and hurt himself again, if he can get back to that form, it's going to be a huge plus for Melbourne as they go into you know, that, that, that top four with you know, a few rounds to go. Uh, he, he's, he'll be fresh. I hope I, – from what I saw, the vision I saw, he came back very well. He looked like he was running very well and acceleration. It all looked like he hadn't missed a cog. So that's great news for Ryan Pappenhausen. I really wish um, wish him all the best. As he re- Look, his kneecap was broken in about 12 pieces. That's unbelievable. It's un- what happened to his knee, and he hopefully he's made a full recovery and, uh, you know, he's back to normal. Okay, uh, number two, what's wrong with Souths, mate? We keep waiting – for the yeah. Rabbitohs to hit full stride. They led the comp earlier in the year, but I think they have won three of their last ten. Are they yeah. just in a bit of a, a slump, or are they done? Are they no good? What do you think? Well, it's certainly crunch time for the Bunnies. Um, I think their, their pack is where, where they're, it's letting them down. Um, their forward pack. That, look, they got domina- absolutely dominated by Cronulla on the weekend, and you know, Cronulla stepped up another year because their season was also on tilt for the season. Um and dominate, I think it was 26 nil before the Bunnies even got on the scorecard. But that's where they're, they're, they're falling down in, in their forwards, their, their dominance. Yes, they've got Latrell back, and there's no doubt he's a fantastic player. But him and Cody were quiet on the weekend. And when those two guys go quiet, uh, it's certainly they're not a, a shadow of the team, team that they are. So, yeah, the forwards need all games are one up front. They need to, to dominate more in the forwards um, if they're going to be a threat. I didn't see this one coming. Yeah, 26 nil as you mentioned. How did that happen? Uh, the Sharks haven't beaten a top eight team all year. They'd lost Will Kennedy at fullback. Dale Finucan out for the season. I just saw a Rabbitohs victory. I saw nothing else in this game. So to see them down 26 nil at one point, they're just too hot and cold. They're guns. They're too hot and cold. Cody Walker, I know, will be giving plenty of raps, but he also has 
some pretty ordinary days out, and that was one of them. And Latrell, yeah, we'll, we'll cut him some slack. He's only just come back, so maybe he needs a, a couple more runs under his belt. But they're, they're clinging to eighth spot. I know they've got a pretty decent draw, but they do have a dangerous game against the Roosters in the final round, so that could be make or break for the Bunnies. A uh, couple mm. of refereeing controversies, Jimmy. Let's start at uh, Combank Stadium. Was this a strip? Did Gutho strip Jacob Little, or was it a loose carry? And it should have been a should it have been a try to the Dragons? What do you think? You you, you know, in your heart of hearts, it was a strip. The referee called a loose carry. Great what call. Absolute, Great call. What a, what a, a catastrophe of a call by the referee. Uh, if by definition, if your hand is on the ball and you have that ripping motion, that is called a strip. That is not called a loose carry. That is called a strip. So he stripped the ball in, in the tackle to Gutho, and he got away with it. Should have been a try to the Dragons. They would have skipped ahead 26 points to 10, and I don't think Parramatta would have come back from there at 26-10. Uh, an absolute monumental blunder by the referee. But, you know, when you're down the bottom and you're at the home ground, all the ho- the home team, Parrot team, gets all the calls, and that was a really tough call against the Dragons. Mate, you just got to hang on to the How ball. You've you got to hang on to the ball, mate. You, you, you can't. <laughs> it shouldn't come loose like that. What do you mean you've got to hang on to the ball? I'll be brutally honest with you. I, I was sitting in the grandstand. I looked at a few of my mates there, and we just said, yep, yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that. Yeah. I think it started off as a tackle, but then he found his hand on the ball and he says, you know what, I'm just going to give this an absolute reef. And you yeah. can clearly see a stripping motion. I, I couldn't believe we got that call. Uh, and you're right, 26-10, the Dragons at that point, they were pl- they were playing like the team that was going to make the finals, not second last. Mm. They were playing mm. such good footy. Parramatta started that game like a house on fire, but then they got too carried away with little party tricks and they let the Dragons back into it. And they can be dangerous in Georgia Lawara. They've got some good players. And yeah, mate, they they have got some great players. And, and, and you, it's not very often you see a bloke score three tries by half time. Oh. That wasn't what Ravalara. He scored three tries by half time. He scored four tries for the game. I can't I can think of maybe Gary Coyne scored four, maybe Mal scored four tries in their career. But he scored four tries well, for four the, in a row. What an amazing four in a row. Four in a row. Four in a row. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, took the Dragons from 10-0 down to 20-10 up. And yeah. the funny thing is, I, in the director's club before the game, I was interviewing Mike Acevo, who's suspended, obviously, and he's a Fijian teammate of Mika Ravalawa. And I said mm-hmm. to him, what, are, what have you told your teammates about how to stop Ravalawa? Because he can be a handful. And uh, Mike said, I'll oh, take his head off. <laughs> and maybe they should have taken that advice. Absolutely, yeah. Because <laughs> nothing else was working. He yeah, was just barnstorming. Big blocker used to say they can't run without heads. That's what, that was one of the blockers saying. So he was corrected. But you know, it's, it's, Ravalara is unstoppable from from ten meters out. Um, and what what a player! You know, it's uh, it was a fantastic player. They were really unlucky, St George, the way they played. The, you know, they're coming second last, but they played they played like a you know, a side that uh, should be in the top eight. But they were just unlucky. They got dudded by the referee. Yeah, Arthur Miller-Steven, he made his debut for Parramatta, scored the first try. Great moment. His family were there. They were celebrating. But, yeah, they switched wings because he was up against uh, big Michaela Ravalawa, and that was a real handful. I think um, they won't be doing that again. He's um, he's a bit too strong for uh, Arthur. Now, uh, what else have we got from the weekend? Uh, there was another call against your team, Jimmy, the poor old Tigers. They played well, too, for uh, the team coming last against a team at home looking to break into the top four in the Raiders. 
And the, the Tigers finish stronger. And, in fact, I think if Norfoluma catches that kick in the last minute on the full, which I think he must have oh. thought about doing, but in the end he let it bounce. Oh. I think if he caught that on the full, he scores for 22 yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah no. Look, the, 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 they did play well. Yeah, the, the Tigers, the, they do go well. They have good patches and bad patches. Uh, but the Raiders, were, they were very poor the first half. I think they had they completed, what, 13 from 23 sets in the first half. There's lots, lots of errors, eight errors. But what let's what let the Tigers, and the Tigers actually, they completed 16 from 19, and they only had one error, you know, the first half. But what lets the Tigers down? 25 missed tackles by oh. half time. That's the problem. They they cannot defend inside their own try line. Um, they can yep. complete. They can get to their kick, but they cannot defend their own try line, and that's where they paid for it. They were in that game right up to the to the to the to the death. Um, by the Tigers, they they fought hard. They scrapped hard. Got a couple of breaks went their way. Uh, and if geez, if Northaluma catches that that ball, um, we're in the game. And, and Northaluma scored his one hundred try as well, which is a great achievement. No player from West or Balmain. Has scored a hundred tries, and uh, North Lima got there on the weekend. So, but it could have been hundred and one, and that would have been a great tie to remember. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, and the thing I was re- referring to earlier was the fact that Jack White threw a forward pass uh, yeah. to Sebastian Chris, who did amazingly well to pick up the ball on halfway and zigzag his way over to score. But it should never have got that far because it was clearly forward. The touch judge was there, and Graham yeah. Annesley has uh, from the NRL has since come out and said, "Yes, it was a forward pass." And I should say, Annesley also said Gutherson's was a strip. Uh, on little, so that should have that should have been a try to the dragons. Yeah. I better yeah. mention that. But the, but the forward pass, I mean, the touch judges have got very little to do these days. All they've got to just do is, is watch if the pass goes forward. There were probably three or four forward passes on the weekend, which were let go by the, by. If that's the touch he's called. That's all he's got to call on. He doesn't have to run on and, and friendly girls, and they can't even get it right. So seriously, they all need to get them, you know, some new glasses from OPSM or or you know improve their game because it's just. Bloody, it's got to be the difference between winning and losing a game, these forward passes. Fans have had enough of um, their incompetence. Yeah, it wasn't a great weekend for the officials. Uh, just before we move on on the five-star five, I, just for the Raiders, I mean, are they are they imposters? I just look at them and I just don't think they're a premiership threat, yet they're, they're what, in fifth on the ladder? And I just think yeah. if they beat the Storm this mm. week, they're into fourth. And I, I, just, mm. I just haven't seen – I just don't remember seeing – that much breathtaking footy from the Raiders this year. I wonder how they got to where they are. I just don't yeah. see it. Yeah, they had a great run there. They won about six or seven in a row there until last week. But even then, the Jimmy, two- and they're for and against, it's still minus 78. It's still, it's minus 70 or whatever it is, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's, they go very well down there. Um, there's no doubt they've got some some match winners. But, yeah, I, I, I just don't think they'll be there when the whips are cracking, which they are now, if they continue on with this form. I think maybe with the Raiders just making the eights, probably they're happy with it. You know, so I think other teams will go past them. Yeah, I tend to agree. They were terrible last week, and then I was expecting a response against the Tigers, and it really didn't happen. Uh, one, one number two. I'll, I'll just before we yeah. move on, yes. there, Adam, one thing I did see on the weekend yeah. that, uh, was an old-fashioned stiffy. Oh, yeah? An old, you say, uh, what's what? an old-fashioned <laughs> stiffy? Oh, great. Is you to clarify yes. that for us? An old-fashioned stiffy is when Clemmer hit Hudson Young when he had the ball going for the try line. He gave him the great old coat hanger or a stiffy just under the chin, and he pulled him up like the cartoon character. His legs kept going. He fallen on his back. You don't see too many coat hangers these days. He got up and the referee, I think he, he just penalised him, and that was it, and let it go. But it was very a lot of fun to see. 
Who used to uh, give the best stiffies back in the day, mate? Oh, Blocker loved a stiffy. Blocker, yeah, he loved a stiffy. That, <laughs> he said, that, I'd love to give, I want to give you a good stiffy. What a sound, Grant. What a sound bite that is. Uh, we must move on. That's just horrendous. <laughs> Number two on the list, um, Jermaine Asako, hasn't he? Just, I mean, he always had talent, didn't he, yeah. the, the Dolphins yeah. winger? But this year, unbelievable hat trick. Yeah. Against the uh, Knights, they went down thirty to twenty-eight. But he's uh, leading the the point scoring. He's right up there in the try scoring. Just a fantastic season. Yeah, what a, what a, what a what a player. I mean, I didn't realize. I obviously knew he had talent when he was at the Broncos, and like he scored three tries in seven minutes. Mm. Like who who does, who does that? Like it's just he's in and away. You know, he missed a critical goal last, which would have given them I think, a victory. But overall, he's been a, a fantastic buy for them. Uh, as to three tries, he kept them in the game there. And then at the end, yeah, Phelan Ponga and Jackson Hastings, they were fantastic for the uh for the Knights as they as they fought back too. And they're a real, you know, they're they're a top eight side now. The Knights haven't they've improved, they've gone from from the bottom from the bottom to the top within within their six weeks. Um well, they're up into, yeah, they're, uh, into, they're into seventh place now, yeah. Into, yeah. Adam O'Brien certainly turned them around, but on the back of Ponga. Ponga's been uh, some of his past selection has been fantastic uh, for them. Marzu uh, and Hastings have also played very well for the Knights. Well, they got the Bulldogs this week, Jimmy, and just a refresher: they beat the Bulldogs sixty-six nil only about a month mm. ago. So they're going to start hot yeah. favourites at home there. Then they have got the Rabbitohs at home. I mean, most people would have tipped the Rabbitohs a few weeks back, but gee, you have to be on the Knights in that one at, at this stage. The way Souths are playing, then they got the Sharks at home. So they got the next three weeks are at home. And then they finish with the Dragons away. So, mate, I think they're a lock. But there is a part of me that thinks, hang on, it is the Knights. You know, can they possibly no. keep this going? No. I, I pick you up on that. I think this is the new Knights. I think they've really turned the corner. I, I, you know, from what you can see, their pack's pretty tough. They've got a good 5'8". Uh, I've got a good hooker. They're, they're, Frizzell's going well. I think they've turned the corner. I think they're going to be a real contender. They could go on a run now. They could go on a good long run. Well, they've already won five straight, so it'll be six this weekend if they knock over the Bulldogs as expected. Uh, last one, uh, number one on the five-star five. It's a bit of a negative one, Jimmy, but it needs to be addressed. Wayne Bennett's media conference at uh, Perth Stadium, Optus Stadium, after the uh, Dolphins lost to the Knights was just appalling. Terrible look for the game. Uh, one journo in there, a local journo, doing his best, asking legitimate questions of Bennett, as he's done in the past, but... You know, one word answers. I don't want to give you my opinion. It's my opinion. Yeah, just it was just childish. Yeah. And you know, people in Perth tuning into here from the super coach yeah. Yeah. would have copped that and just thought, well, who do these blokes think they are? Yeah, you you would have expected better, better from from Wayne Bennett. You know, he's given so much to the game over the last forty years. Uh, but he obviously had the, had the, had the shits that they lost by two points and a couple of decisions went went against him. So. He was just at his best. He's at his at his sour best on the, on the weekend. But you know, he would expect more from from the super coach, and he's so well respected. But we want to promote the game over there in WA, and he could have he could have tried a lot harder to promote the game. So look, when it's all said and done, when it times when the time comes to go to um to Los Angeles next year, guess what? He won't be picked. Mm. Well, it has to be considered because it's just it's just not, be it's not representing the game in the greatest of fashion, is it? No. And it was similar, mate. 
the week before in Bundaberg, which didn't get any sort of attention. But I, I listened to that press conference, and there was a couple of local journos there battling away as well. All due respect to them, um, mm. and he just didn't give them much either. It was it was pretty bad. Um, yeah. I don't know if he's annoyed at uh, just. Yeah, just regional journalists being there because there's only one Perth journo there. Maybe he's a bit offended that there's no mainstream NRL journos turning up. I, I don't know yeah. what it is, but it was a bit. Yeah. It's not hard to say. Yeah, look, we no. we didn't do this right. We didn't do that. It's not hard. Yeah. It's not hard, Jimmy. Yeah. But but you know you know, and as as a as a journalist, you know you're there. You try and do your best, you know, and you probably it's not it's not your favourite sport that you cover rugby league, you cover AFL, and yeah. he would have known that. So he he would have gone, oh, you know, like. Please, you know, I've heard, I've heard it all before. Is that the best you can do? I can do, you know. So he would have been off put. Um, that there wasn't more media attention there, I think, because uh, because he knew that the journal would be struggling with his questions. I mean, they can the coaches, players, they can answer the questions any way they like. But I just think it reflects badly on the game when someone with such a huge uh, reputation yeah. answers questions in that manner. Yeah. Just because they they could probably sound bites on the news and people look at yeah. it and go, "That's a joke." Yeah, I tell yeah. you, who did impress me on the weekend. Um, the, the butchered try of the season. What about when the big Flegler went through and oh. he had Ezra Mann on the inside? <laughs> Man, there's been a few of those this year. That was a shock to um, <laughs> one, of, one of the greatest. But I tell you what, how good a player is Ezra Mann? Like, oh, he's the fence. Because he, lo- he, he looked busted too, Jimmy. He looked busted with his knee. He looked yes. like he was gone. And, and with Adam Reynolds already not playing, I thought, oh, the Brocks are in trouble here. But then, ma'am, just toughened up and just got yeah. on with the game and scored a crucial try and they won they won 30 14 over the Cowboys in Townsville. Man, I didn't know how good man was, to mm. be honest with you. Yeah. No and, pun intended. Yeah, and we've got him this week, Parramatta, so that's awesome. Um yeah. <laughs> although we do have a good record up there, Jimmy. At yeah. Suncorp Stadium, yeah. We smashed them by fifty uh, last year. Do you think we'll do that again? Did you? Who? Para. Bronx. I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, right, okay, fair enough. Okay, um, that's our five-star five. Let's move on to some other big issues. And send-offs are back, Jimmy. Two players sent off in the space of 24 hours. Nathan Brown for the Roosters against Manly and Mo Fodawaka for the uh, Titans against the Warriors. It was nil all when Fodawaka went off. He did level out Chance Nickel Cookstar. Uh, nil all. Titans battled bravely before going down 28-18. to 18. Uh, Nathan Brown's won on uh, Ben Travojevic. Look, oh, I don't think that deserved a send-off. I really don't. He only got one week, which tends to suggest he maybe should have just got a sin bin. Mo Fodawaka, I'd probably go with that one because Nickel Clockstar had to go off. He was done. He got him flush mm. in the jaw. Um, so I'm 50, oh, they got, I think they got one right, one wrong. Mate, I haven't got a clue what they're thinking. I, I, I shrug my shoulders and look, whether it's a send-off or he should be on the field, I don't you just don't know. It's the luck of the draw, it's whatever the referee's thinking at the time. You really cannot put one tackle against another and say that's that's he's got to go for that because it, referees I think they just tend to make it up along the way. As you can see by some of their decisions, it's uh it's it's very inconsistent. So it might yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tough one. Because we've seen those tackles all year where they get just 10 yep. minutes and suddenly they're being sent off. But the NRL says it's not a crackdown. And Correct. in fact, we saw Tom Burgess, who's since copped three weeks, same thing, uh, shoulder to the, the head of Hazelden mm-hmm. from the Sharks, and he just got 10 minutes in the bin. So how does he get yep. 10 and the others get sent off? Correct. And and, and uh, Sammy Burgess' tackle, I, I don't think he, he hit him in the in the head. I thought it was, I thought it was uh, just well, more front on it. It was yeah. more of a 
more of a, a whiplash caused by the impact that he hit him with, you know, yeah, it's 130 just, kilos. It's those inconsistencies the fans are just really struggling with, and it worries yeah. me heading towards the bigger games because, uh, you know, refs might become trigger-happy. We could see a few yeah. more players yeah. sent well, off. And as he said, that there wasn't a, 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 a blitz on um, on send-offs and high tackles. Yeah, yeah, it may, it's, it, it's hard to call because sometimes they penalise and sometimes they don't. So, you know, it's it's... Mm. It's it's terrible. Okay, uh, Panthers twenty six six over the Storm. Uh, who stops the Panthers, Jimmy? Who, you know, they've won six yeah. in a row. They had a bit of a slow start to the season, which was understandable. They'd lost Coruscant and Kickow. They were readjusting, but they are just on a roll. They're averaging just twelve points against in defence, which is just miles ahead of anyone else. They are the mm-hmm. benchmark. Uh, it's going to yeah. be three in a row barring some sort of disaster or maybe the Broncos, the way they're looking, which would be the first time since Parramatta back in 1983 to win three in a row. Do you – I mean, you played against those Eels sides in 83. Do you see any similarities between the Panthers and the Eels? Um, I clever, think that, both had clever halfbacks. Both had clever halfbacks. And I think the, probably the, 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 the Penrith pack is probably probably – Better than than the than the Parramatta pack back in eighty one, eighty two, eighty three. They're, they're more of a, a real cohesive unit together. Um, but Parramatta had that that great backline, you know. Yeah, Kenny Sterling, you know, Cronin, Ella, Growth. You know, they were fantastic backline, which which Penrith don't have. But but I, I think the way that uh, and, and Parramatta could just clean you up. They could just clean you up in the, in the twinkling of an eye. They could put down you know. 15, 20 points past them. I played them one day when we played them at Cumberland Oval in 81. Uh, it was, I think it was uh, 20, 20 nil at half time. Er- Eric Growth scored three tries in in about 10 minutes. Uh, Greg Hartley had to leave the field because he tore a hamstring trying to run with Eric Growth. <laughs> what? Hey, <laughs> so why, did, why didn't you cut down the guru? Weren't you the world's best defensive fullback? Well, yeah. Well, he he was too he was too big. He was too big. Oh, so, like seriously, if he's running at you, just I said mean, to John Dave, just say, Dave, oh, you've got him, mate. He's yours. Yeah, well, the only way he'd stop him would be throw a bit of poop in his pants if he ran at you, like you know the big Eric Growth running at you. But it wouldn't take long before you'd find a bit of poop and you'd throw it at him. That's the only way you'd bring him down. You needed a block of stiffy. That's what you needed. <laughs> yes. Well, the, the that's old, your best quote of the year. Way, he was in his heyday back in, in back in eighty one. Was Eric Growth? So they could just clean you up many times. Even even when we played them at Paramount at at Cumberland at, at, at Billmore Oval. Sorry, I do apologise. They would put thirty points past us and be all over by half time. So uh, I I think that 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 Penrith with with Cleary there um, across the park in all positions. I think they've just got the edge. Just on that on that parameter side, but to do three in a row was one hell of an effort. It hasn't been done in forty years, and I think the only team that could stop them is the Broncos. Mm. Now the Broncos have found the X factor in Reese Walsh. Mm. Uh, he is definitely a big X factor, uh, and and their defence has improved a hell of a lot over the last twelve months. So I think they're probably the only team that can hold them back from making it three in a row. And I think they've improved a lot from last year. The Broncos are a bit soft last year, and they. And their little underbelly, they'd sort of they'd fell away towards the back end, but I think they're really starting to peak as we head towards semi-finals time. Yeah, well, they were good last year oh, until that yeah. last month, weren't they, Jimmy? And yeah. I think they'll learn some lessons from the way they just folded. It was quite remarkable that they missed the finals altogether. Um, mm. They're definitely a better unit. They're so strong in the forwards. They've got great halves. 
really fast, powerful outside outside backs. I'm talking about the Broncos here. Um, yeah. I think they can really match it with Penrith as long as they don't have any injuries. Payne Haas up front, Carrigan, yeah. yeah, Flegler. They've got all bases covered. It's and yeah. they have beaten the Panthers this year already. So yes, we go to the Broncos. They've got Selwyn Cobbo out right, and this this uh, Jesse Arthur's. He's a, he's been a real fine. Herbie Herbie Farnsworth. Stags. Stags, look, they are great. Look, you'll talk about that that back four or five coming out of trouble. They're all big and strong, and they take lots of meters. They've they've modified the way they play the game, how they come out of trouble. And as I said, with the yeah. X factor, Reese Walsh, you throw him in, and you go, wow, they have got one hell of a back line. Um, have have the Broncos, and uh, yeah, and yeah, Carrington's very good up front. That they're Flegler. They're really really playing some attractive footy at the right time of the year. But Jimmy, the big thing for me, and it's. Same with Penrith. When they miss Nathan Cleary, they still keep winning. And the Broncos were missing Adam Reynolds in Townsville against the Cowboys, and they still got the job done, which tells me their systems are working. And, and the Reese Walsh factor, it's not just when he has the ball in hand. There was a moment there, game in the balance, Reese Walsh lurking behind the back line, waiting for the ball, and the Cowboys, they're all watching him. They're just like, well, like when Billy Slater played. They're all watching Walsh. So in the meantime, Jock Madden plays to... Carrigan, and then Carrigan puts Mam over, while the Cowboys are still watching for Walsh. That's the impact he has. Even when he doesn't mm. have the ball, he's still a threat. And, yeah. and that's the that's the big um, plus the yeah. Broncos have, yeah. But, but yeah. you know, people are saying, oh, Penrith winning three in a row, it means the salary cap's not working. What's the point of having a salary cap? I mean, I don't mind a dynasty. I mean, you played in that era of Parramatta. I don't mind a dynasty because it generates so many new fans. Like, the Parramatta – Build a whole generation of fans back in the eighties that still turn mm. turn out and support mm. them to this day. And I think Penrith now they're just picking up more and more fans. People love watching them play, whether it's at Penrith Stadium or whether it's at Belmore, wherever. I just think, and it's a team we're going to be talking about for years to come, much like we do about the great Parramatta teams, the great Broncos teams, the great Raiders teams. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the dynasty. No, neither do I. No, and, and yeah, you know, it's been from within. They've developed all these players from within. They've come from the country. They've come from New South Wales country. They've come from Bathurst. They've come from Dubbo. They've come from Burke. You know, they've all come together and they've developed them. And and they've lost some players along the way too. You know, so it hasn't yeah. been. Uh, Burton's been. Burton's gone. They're losing. You know, Crichton at the end of this year. Kick out so Coruscant. Yeah, Coruscant. Keep players. And. And they've still got players to to replace them in their in their system. So I think, I think a salary caps. You, know, you can't you can't disband on that. You've got to have that. But um, they've just been very smart and very than anyone else the way they've developed these players. Um, and full credit to Penrith for what they've done to have the foresight to develop these players. And yeah, it's Dylan Edwards, what a player! Dylan yeah. Edwards, I, I love him oh. as a fullback. Can I think he's fantastic. Can you, can you believe he has not played? Senior rep footy yet. That's amazing. No, I can't believe he hasn't played for New South Wales or higher. Um, and just know, on that, so- Jimmy, you were quoted in the paper. I think Buzz Rothfield got you for the Telegraph uh, about mm. the fullback battle and um, whether James Tedesco keeps the spot for the, the try series at the end of the year against uh, who are we playing? New Zealand and uh, Samoa, oh, I think. Yeah. Samoa, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you were saying, oh, uh, well, Mal Meninga, I think, was saying, oh, no, Teddy's done the job, which is true, but I don't think that means you have the job for life. I mean, you know that yourself. You, 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 just because you, you're an incumbent. I don't think that gives you a mortgage. If Reese Walsh is continuing to play out of his skin and Caelan Ponga, it's not fair to them just to say, bad luck, boys, this guy has done the job for us before. Yes, 100% correct. And that's and that's where, you know, um, it's it's difficult 
And, you know, once you've been there for – sometimes it's hard to get out of these teams than it is to get into these teams. But if you're picking just on form and it's a game that you must win, um, you would pick a guy like Ponga or you'd pick a guy like Reese Walsh. Their current form would be is, is certainly better than Tedesco's form. And Tedesco, yeah, if you go through the Origin series as well, uh, you know, we, we lost, we've lost the last two series with him as captain. So uh, – but the fact that he's captain of the side of the Australian side doesn't give him a mortgage to be the Australian as long as you're fit and healthy. Uh, ongoing, it's it should be picked on form and on merit. And when you've got out and out superstars there like Ponga and Walsh, um, I think it's time. Yeah, you know, could you imagine Kalen Ponga or could you imagine Reese Walsh there at fullback? They would just carve up the opposition more so than what Tedesco would. Yeah, he's a great servant of the game, uh, Teddy. But like, mate, you played twenty-two test yep. matches in a row, didn't you? And that you yep. got a tap on the shoulder. Yep. Yeah, I, I got a tap on the shoulder. Well, I didn't get a tap on the shoulder. I got, I got replaced. <laughs> I got replaced. I, I, uh, we'd uh, Aussie Australian fullback. Uh, the third Origin match, um, they kicked the in goal. I think it was Kevy Walters. I tried to pick it up, but it fumbled it. And uh, it was my first error of the game. Actually, it was halfway, just about twenty minutes into the second half, and. Desi Hasler came on and replaced me, and that was it. I was replaced, and I'd never been replaced in my entire career. Not that, you know, it happens to everyone, but I'd never been replaced. The first time I'd ever been replaced, um, and I was quite shocked that Des was coming on for me. And uh, so, yeah. And so well, Des wasn't a fullback. Where did they put uh, Des? Well, they put him at fullback. But, yeah, what? A, look, I'm the current Australian fullback, and Jack Gibson replaced me, and that was the end of my representative career from then on. So, did, I mean. Did you, did you have a chat to Jack? I had a chat to Jack. Yeah, I asked him why he replaced me, and he just looked at me and sort of mumbled something. I said, "What did you replace me for?" I asked him three times, and he just mumbled. I don't know what he mumbled, and I just walked away. So, you know, um, that was probably the worst New South Wales side I'd ever been associated with. Was that that year in '89? Um, Parramatta they let their fans on the field at full time uh, against the Dragons, which is wonderful. You saw thousands of kids out there running around. It was awesome. Um, it took me back. So the 80s had used to happen all the time, didn't it? As soon as the full-time siren went, you just see fans yeah. just charging on. They'd charge on, and all the freaking little backslappers would be smashing <laughs> on the back. They were backslapping, yeah, all the time. Can you sign this? Can you sign that? Oh, it's great for the kids. But as a player, you couldn't wait to get off because some of them are a bit smart asses, and they give you really a decent old clip on the shoulder, on the back oh. of the shoulder there. But look, it's it's great for the game. It's great to see it, and for the young kids to be on the park. I think it's a it's a great idea. We could put up with that, and uh, yeah, but, great, yeah but the, great memories. The players were off the field. I should point out, unlike your day. Oh, really? Yeah, those players <laughs> are long gone. Um, because I mean, let's face it: if you were playing manly uh, and you yeah. beat manly, then a manly fan could come on and just give you one in the ribs. Correct. He just whack you. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you you want to whack them back, and you can't do that. So so I'm glad the players are off the field when they let them on, so they can take a selfie and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Code word of the week time, Jimmy. Ten percent off your next order at George's Fine Meats, Cherrybrook. What do you got for us this week? Uh, I've got Jermaine <laughs> Asako. Is the word is the code word for the week? Asako for three tries in seven minutes for the Dolphins. What a star! What about your lovely club, the Tigers, are saying thank you yep. to the Warriors by taking a game across to New Zealand, uh, letting them yes. letting them play in Ham- Hamilton? Yeah, uh, that, that's a well, wonderful. What, what, a, what a very generous club! Like, if we haven't won one wooden spoon, we're going for two wooden spoons. 
We're going to make sure that we get two wooden spoons, which no one's done in freaking 85 years. Um, we we give away our home game to go over to Wakato. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Wakato. Wakato, yeah, just to, and yeah. to um to give the Warriors another win. That's nice. Yeah. That's very kind. Because yeah. all the other clubs yeah. have done it, haven't they? We're, no, we're, we're no one else has three, done it. We, we're currently three wins from 20 games. We're, what, six points uh, from our, our next next nearest team. We're at three wins all season from 20 games, and we want to give a home game away. Oh, well, what a smart decision by our club administrators. We'll promote the game over there in New Zealand, not at Leichhardt Oval where we could win and possibly not win our second wooden spoon. We just give the game away. So beyond biggest belief, some of our decisions that our administrators make for the Tigers. Yeah, I like. Uh, I, can't, I can't imagine Tigers fans would be too uh, pumped up about watching that one because it does not no, look good. No, dumb, another dumb one. Uh, fend at the end time. Ones, yeah. Fend at the end time. I think that was your fend at the end, Jimmy. But my one is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what do you know? Another story about Payne Haas wanting to quit the Broncos, or he wants more money. Oh, man, I don't know if this is manager driven or what, but here's a tip to Payne: just forget about your pay packet for a while. There is a premiership to be won. You are playing at a strong club. Forget, forget trying to get more dollars just for now. Yeah. Do that later. Yeah. Focus, yeah. focus on yeah. what's at hand, and that is the first Broncos premiership potentially since 2006. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got to got to have him playing well. They, they, they all talk about you know he's, he's a great player, he's great stats and great figures and that sort of. Well, which he does, but that doesn't win your grand finals. You know, he's got to get out there and intimidate someone. He's got to stand over someone. He's got to put the fear of bejesus into the opposition to yeah. lay the platform for these guys to score points and win the game. I, I know he can do it, but we we haven't really seen him dominate um, at representative level yet. And I haven't seen him really dominate against first-class opposition. Like when he comes against Penrith, if they play Penrith, you know, and you've got the, the Penrith front row. Um, Fisher-Harris, Leota. Mm. Fisher-Harris, yeah, and, and the boys, they won't take no prisoners. They will seek and destroy. So he's got to get a bit of that seek and destroy in his game too if he wants to be known as the best front rower in the game and expect that, that sort of monetary funds yeah. to come his way. He's got to stand up and he's got to do it on the field, um, which he hasn't done yet. Well, hopefully he doesn't seek and destroy my eels this weekend, Jimmy, because Parramatta yeah. need the win to stay alive. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're a better side than last year. When you beat them last year, they were hopeless towards the back end last year. So now they're playing good. So good luck, Parra. What's about that, Parramatta? <laughs> yeah, I think we're in a bit of trouble there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, never right off the blue and goals, Jimmy, as you know. Uh, thanks uh, for your hard work again today and um, thanks yeah, for listening thanks, at buddy. home. And, We'll be back next week. Thanks very much, Matt. A lot of fun. All the best, everybody. We'll catch you next week. And uh, that smacks of hypocrisy. G'day, Laurie. All the best, mate. Thanks for the tip from up there in Toowoomba. 